Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroe, my co-host, Steve Walsh. Hello. We're joined today by Andrew Humphrey. So, Andrew, you're joining us from Borough, aren't you? Yeah, well, from I guess from Elephant and Castle, yeah. I live kind of at the junction of uh, Borough and Elephant, so fully in South London. Uh, it's just occurred to me, Andrew, as well, you once won the opportunity to come on South London, South London Hardcore. Is that, <laughs> didn't you? In the pub quiz? Well, yeah, it was, and 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 here we are. So, never give up on your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> never know. So, our topic this week is uh, we came across an article entitled "The Thirteen Sexiest Men of South London." This was on the website mylondon.news. Just, just quickly, I just want to say I think the full title is "The Thirteen Sexiest Men in South London in 2020." And I think that's very important when we, we start to analyse some of these picks. But yeah, just to, to give the full scope of the, the article. Yeah, valid point, Steve. So it's written by L. McKinnell, because, you know, we're, we're cannibalising a lot of our work here. So I think it's important to say. When I read it, I thought maybe we'll invite her on the show and like kind of discuss it with her. But she writes for The Sun and The Telegraph. So I thought, you know, she's missed her chance, hasn't she? I was going to say, I'm not going to be very complimentary about the article. So no. we probably won't. She, even if we do invite her on the show, she probably won't want to come on. I mean, it very much comes across as something that was... Uh, it's a listicle, isn't it, more than an article? Something that was sort of yeah. shot shot out in uh, 25 minutes for to make the word count. It's a kind of... It's a, it's a bad idea. But then on top of that, it's got things like typos, which you sort of go, it's quite a low-rent website. Maybe that's, you know, they haven't got sub-editors or whatever. But also... Uh, a couple of bits of uh, basic fact-checking that seem to have gone astray uh, in the article um, that we'll get to when we talk about the individual people. So just a quick word on the article. She invokes, uh, or evokes, one of the two, Kate Moss and Naomi Campbell, two of the sort of great beauties, or the most famous beauties to come out of South London, but then directs her attention, says, who who are the men of South London? Uh, (laughs) But, you know, they're very specific about it being sexy, but then she says, based not just on appearance, but on personality and achievements too, there's more to being sexy than washboard abs after all. I think it's probably something we'll tackle as we go along, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a little bit of lip service to that they're not just looking at appearance. Although the byline in the article does say we're in for a feast for the eyes. So <laughs> that certainly seems, seems, to be the, seems to be the tone. But she also does, I note, set up her criteria there as well, doesn't she? her kind of qualities that she's looking for. Yeah, it's a massive, massive asterisk, isn't it? But also, as we see going through the list, the, those attributes and whatnot seem to sort of be quite elastic. Yeah, I mean, I, they do, I agree. Although at the same time, because it was set up with these three attributes, so appearance, personality and achievements, it it was, even though I'm not sure... The, the writer herself really has stuck to that very uh, thoroughly. It was quite good to have that in mind. I was slightly looking at each person as it, uh, uh, you know, all of those three qualities as they uh, were uh, showing in that individual. So, but you know, Clement Attlee is from Putney. He helps out the NHS and stuff. He's not sexy, is he? <laughs> well, not now. No. <laughs> in twenty twenty, um, just before we we get into the just, just while we're talking about the introduction. Um, as, as I say, a few sort of like typos and factual errors. 
you know, Naomi Campbell, one of the most famous people in the world, you would argue even still now. And Campbell is not an especially complicated name, but she has managed to misspell it. Well, I mean, I imagine she's on quite a low rate, isn't she? And she's just got a bang around 20 minutes, otherwise she's hitting Yeah, but she might be wage. getting paid by the letter, in which case, have, use that PM, <laughs> get it in there. <laughs> so let's go to number 13. An odd, an odd number, isn't it? Well, that's a classic listicle move, isn't it? Oh, isn't this one... Yeah, apparently you always use an odd number when, like, BuzzFeed and that. It's like the, this sort of BuzzFeed formula. They realised there's something about hum- humans where you're hooked into an odd number a little more. It's a little more visually engaging, a little more intriguing to the mind. Apparently, this is... So it's, it's very common for listicles to be the 15th, 13th, 17th most popular this or least Really? Popular I guess mm. I must have seen that a million times and never quite noticed. I suppose <laughs> it's some, something about it being slightly seeming incomplete and you can you are kind of completing it for them or something I guess, yeah and, and there's also the thing of course the, you know these things work because we don't notice them because it's sort of this odd sort of underlying thing that draws us in but yeah i think a very deliberate uh thing i mean i'd, I'd probably have gone for a less sinister number if i was trying to evoke sexiness <laughs> but you know steve if there's one thing you know about it's evoking sexiness, isn't it? Or, or apparently, <laughs> apparently, search engine optimization as well. <laughs> so, let, number thirteen, Noel Fielding, all the way from uh, Pollard's Hill in Mer- the Merton Croydon border, uh, probably best known. Well, probably not anymore, as I say, for the mighty Bush, Vince Noir, but now he's gone fully mainstream, hasn't he, in uh, the Great British Bake Off? Yeah, I mean, an odd number, and, and I, I have to say straight out of the gate with a very odd choice in my personal opinion as well. Um, I know they do, and I think we'll see this with the next person as well, but they, they are very much up front saying, oh, funny is sexy. And I think that's like a, a, a bit of a, a quality they're trying to bring. But I, I did run uh, Noel Fielding by a few people in a bit of a informal survey and I think what it reveals is that what we have an example of here is um, somebody who women occasionally find attractive, but men do not find attractive, mm. as, as in sexually attractive. So straight women do t- t- tend to find uh, Noel Fielding attractive in my survey. Gay men do not at all, including right. myself ever find uh, uh, Noel Fielding attractive. And I think there is a bit of a phenomenon there of uh, types that, uh, that women like that men don't. Um, the, I, I was asking some of my friends and a big one that came up with three of my women friends have got some, a thing for John Bishop. Right. Oh. I don't see it at all. Uh, yeah. but, and I, I can't imagine that, that I don't know of any men who find him attractive. The other big one in that uh, little list of that phenomenon it, i would say personally is uh, benedict cumberbatch who seems to be very attractive to women but really? I, I would not have said that he that he is somebody who uh, many gay men would be attracted to now so this just reminds me that i recorded i should have said this at the start um i recorded a little skype interview with my sister because andrew you said we should get a female perspective 
asking her about all of these guys individually, what she thought of them. And I'm going to chop it in as we go, maybe like three at a time. Like three at a time. So look forward to that, guys. Her name's Kezia, by the way. I've introduced her terribly, my sister Kezia. I, um, yeah, with Noel Fielding specifically, I think there's a sort of certain subset of men who women seem to find incredibly attractive. Guilty, guilty. <laughs> but no, but it seems to be a very particular type where to men, this is going to sound terrible, but I mean, all these guys are millionaires, so they don't care what I've got to say about it. But this is sort of like grubbiness to them, where you have like Fielding, Depp, your fella from Baby Shambles, what's his name? Pete Doherty, Doherty yeah. Do you know what I mean? All those ones where it's all like, you need a bath. Do you know what I mean? But uh, you, you, they're a bit scruffy, but women just absolutely go potty over them, don't they? A lot of women like a project, though. <laughs> I mean, I, I know what you mean, but like, I don't, none of these guys are changing their ways, are they? Pete Dockett's just wearing jackets from different ages of military, you know, regalia. That's all. That, that's the biggest change he's making, isn't it? So if I could put the case forward for Noel in. Go on. Because he's got, you know... Because we want to stick to the sexy thing, right? I like, uh, you know, I love the Mighty Boosh. I met him once, actually. He's one of a couple of people, I think, is it, that I've met uh, that's on the list. But that's not what we're judging him on, it. I'm trying to keep it to the sexy thing, yeah. But, you know, the way he kind of moves around, he's like a kind of 70s, like, glam rocker. Do you know what I mean? He's like, despite what you say, Steve, I think he probably is very clean. Don't you do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's a fashionable not, sorry, guy. Yeah, of, of, yeah, but do you know what I mean? You're, he's got that sort of scruffy... Listen, he's definitely knows what he's doing because it's absolutely working, isn't it? Like, he, you know, he's incredibly successful and uh, women seem to find it very attractive. It's just like, the whole thing eludes me. Like, there's certain things of attractiveness that I think I can understand. I'm sort of like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like, that's it's a very easy thing to understand why someone's attractive. With him, I'm sort of like... There must be something, but it just eludes me. But as you say, I think he's definitely got some sort of animal magnetism to it, which I think is a similar thing with a lot of these others in terms of having that sort of slinkiness to them as yeah. well. Would you put Russell Brand in there in that sense? Absolutely, category? yeah. That is an, absolutely another person in that thing where... But although I would say Russell Brand, uh, I do think he, out of that particular group of people I'm thinking of, him and Depp as well, um, have that sort of classical good looks as well. You can imagine both of them shaving down and looking like a Hollywood leading man from the 40s, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they both scrub up very well. I wouldn't say the same about Fielding, though. <laughs> if I could just quote a character played by two of the people in this list, right, bear with me. Um... <laughs> I'm going to need your second answer first. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh... Make a married woman laugh and you're halfway there. So there's an element of that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of my female friends who does find him attractive, I said, why? And she said, he's silly with an edge. So I think that's funny and a bit of sex there at the end with the edge comment, I think. Could you introduce me to this woman, Andrew? (laughs) (laughs) I think as well, just looking at this list, like I can accept him being on it and there are people hiring this who i do not accept being on it so on that basis i think he's pretty secure being put on a list of sexy people from south london you know that we'll, we'll get to more worrisome cases as we go along 
Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I'm sort of similarly torn as well, I suppose, in that I, I do, on the one hand, love the idea that there's a place for everybody and that there's all kinds of extraordinary people on this list. Uh, but on the other hand, it does slightly stick in my craw of that Noel Fielding um, is on the list as an example of a, a sexy man, because ju that just doesn't quite to jive with, uh, with, with, you know, with my feelings about it, really. Well, Andrew, if that upsets you, listen to number 12. <laughs> now, Michael, all the way from Merton, Michael McIntyre, who I didn't realise was from South London, didn't realise he was sexy either. <laughs> well, you're, not, you're certainly not the only one. Um, I mean, I did, similar to Noel Fielding, I, I sort of, I ran him by um, a, a, quite a number of people as well, and not, not a one of them could understand why he was on this list. Um, even the people who were saying they like people who are a little bit silly or a little bit funny. Um, no, it's a mystery to me personally. And uh, I don't understand. I don't think they've even made a very good job in the description in the list of explaining why he would be on, would be there. Isn't it he's professionally successful, essentially? <laughs> that's, that's the sort of argument that's made. Isn't it sexy how professionally successful this man is? And you're like, not really. I mean, maybe it's like a kind of points-based immigration system. If we've got, the, <laughs> because if we if we're looking at like appearance, personality, and achievements, mm. I mean, I will concede that he has plenty of personality, and he clearly is extremely successful in his field. So maybe he's achieved enough points in personality and in achievements that actually he doesn't actually need to look that great. Yeah, it's like uh, the most eligible bachelor almost, isn't it? Not that they're all bachelors, but it's that kind of for who's the best catch rather than who's the sexiest. Yeah, I think the problem here is, like, with Noel Fielding, I enjoy his work and I like hearing him talk and say things and make observations. And that goes with me, with Michael McIntyre. Like, you know, he's clearly very funny, he's very successful, very popular. But, like, for me personally suddenly I don't see the physical attractiveness. I don't see the sort of like personal charisma to him. There isn't the animal magnetism. There isn't the edginess that you get from Noel Fielding. So suddenly I'm just looking and going, just a gormless looking guy, isn't he? Who hasn't really got a lot going on, but you know, I can see. I mean, to quote the uh, mighty Boosh, you're, you're as edgy as a spoon. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's funny, Jack, that you were talking about uh, someone being a catch because you know, when we, we're now two in, both of them are slightly mysterious to me as to why they're on the list. So uh, I did then start thinking about, well, you know, are there any kind of funny men from South London who I think do belong on this list? Jim Davidson, yeah. And I, I mean, I, 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 do, I did come up with some, actually. I mean, I don't know if, if any had occurred to you, but I mean, the ones that occurred to me that for me, maybe it's partly personal taste, but... I also was trying to be a little bit objective and look at appearance, personality, and achievements. But I thought, for example, of Jack D. Oh, from, is Wan from Wandsworth. Is he? And I, I would have, I would have definitely voted for Jack D. And the other one, also from Wandsworth, who I could have uh, happily seen on this list, is Marcus Brigstock. Is he the fellow with the glasses, tall? Yeah, yeah. He's got height in his favour. He has, and also. Excellent as Captain Hook in the Panto at Wimbledon uh, in <laughs> 2018. I mean, there's some South London credentials, isn't there? 
yeah and then i mean there are a couple of others but i know we, we get probably getting on a dangerous ground if we're kind of talking about people from the, the deeper parts of Surrey, but I'd wanted to throw in, <laughs> um, I wanted to throw in Rufus Hound from Woking. Yeah, from Woking. And also Simon Bird from Guildford as well. I saw him in Brockwell Park last year. Okay, well, <laughs> all the more reason he belongs on the list in that case. But I mean, I mean, to cut a long story short, if those are the two so-called sexiest funny men in South London, I don't know. I'm not sure we're doing that great. So, Andrew, you've just said a list of funny people that uh, could possibly be on this. Uh, my sister mentioned Mo Gilligan. Do you know who that is? Oh, he's, yeah, he's really good. He's in, is he on one of the light entertainment shows at the moment? Like the he does like stand-up, and he's like, he's like Big Nasty's sidekick, essentially, on his chat show. Um, he did a bit that went sort of viralish uh, about a week ago, which was very good, which was essentially him intercut with Gary Lineker on Match of the Day doing this whole idea of uh, if you had like a roadman footballer. So he's just talking about getting gassed and uh, yeah, it's good. Really good. He is funny. He is handsome as well actually. Yeah, he's from uh, Lambeth. So look him up Andrew when you get a chance. I definitely will know him. The name rings a bell. He was on something the other day. One of the like panel shows I think. Yeah, but like a, one, of the, one of the crossover ones that like uh, families watch together. Oh, to, he, was, uh... he was on. He was on uh, Celebrity Bake Off a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Ah, right. I have to look that up. Just in terms of uh, the South Londonness of it all as well. Uh, in his Roadman Match of the Day uh, interview, uh, he talks about uh, Murphy uh, having a dig at the team when they weren't playing well. And he talks about the pundits sort of picking out and digging out footballers. Uh, and just in the middle of this rant, he just goes, big up righty, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it is? It's like there's a lot of legends in South already. You know that. You see what I'm saying? Man like a real Ferdinand, you know what I'm saying? Born and raised in Peckham, you know what I'm saying? Man from Brooklyn, and that. you got man like Ian Wright, big up righty, though. You know? So, um... Yeah, man. Obviously, it's difficult because you know what I'm saying. Like when I'm in the barbers, man, I like Rob, man, let you, and I'm like Rob, man, let you, and the man is like Rob, baby, my trim, I'm like, man, I don't know you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So obviously, it's difficult, but you know how it is. Like South, we got everywhere. You know that already on me. You know that. Well, I, I'm, I'd be interested to know from you guys. I would imagine. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I would imagine <laughs> getting to number eleven, Gary Oldman. That for you guys, this was possibly the first one where you thought yeah this is a, a good looking guy if the if the standard is i wouldn't mind looking like that or being that person i imagine you probably felt a bit more positive towards gary oldman than you did to the two previous guys i had him very much bracketed with the other two to be honest with you it was another one where i was like i just didn't like visually uh visually you know he's an actor so he's got the sort of thing where you see him in lots of different you know uh, outfits and styles and headings. so you get a lot of different versions of Gary Oldman but there's none of them where I sort of think I mean probably the closest to Churchill are you thinking of uh, <laughs> the closest I think of like a handsome Gary Oldman uh, would be Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy just where you know he's wearing like a nice suit that's very interesting because I think I, I don't think we're actually disagreeing as much as I thought we were at the first because I, I think you're thinking of him quite rightly in character and as a performer. Mm, yes, yeah, true. Whereas yeah. I'm more thinking of him kind of on the red carpet in a decent suit 
you know, right. looking at that side of it. And and for yeah, for me though, the the list did kind of pivot a little bit here when we got onto Gary Oldman. Um, I think partly because because he's a bit of a he's a bit of a type as well. I think you know you know that French idea of of jolly lead. Um, Ugly, ugly, sexy, or beautiful. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. No, very much like Adam Driver. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So, not like, conventionally some, handsome, but exactly, there's something compelling not about it. Yeah, particularly yeah. handsome, but have uh, a kind of a swagger or a sexiness. Serge Gansburg. <laughs> <laughs> not from South London. Gerard Depardieu. Yeah. Just all, all French actors, essentially. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I guess I was thinking more, you know, this idea of the, what do they call it? Like the zaddy, uh, this kind of idea. You, you know, you know that term? I don't know zaddy, no. It's <laughs> slightly crossing over with DILF. It's a little no. bit of okay. DILF. So it would be a, a guy a little bit older, probably mid-30s and up. Um, possibly uh, a dad or even a granddad. Um, well put together, good good style, not necessarily incredibly good looking, but, you know, knows how to dress, got a bit of confidence in himself. Sells Tupperware, maybe. (laughs) But but I I think Gary Oldman is kind of in that territory. I don't know how old he is. Probably, what is he, like early 50s or something? He's 62. Is he? Wow. Well, in that case, I rest my case. He's looking great. With the word zaddy, uh, I'm guessing it's some sort of portmanteau... uh... Do you know, I don't know if it is. It, well, it's obviously okay. something to do with daddy. It's yeah, something to do yeah. with, with kind of a, you know, a, a sort of sexy daddy t- type thing, which is a little bit queasy anyway. But it t- it's a little <laughs> bit more fashiony. So I'd say maybe somebody right. like, who's a zaddy? Oh, Jeff Goldblum, for example. Yes. Jeff Goldblum uh, yeah. is a zaddy yeah. and has actually, you know, become that way as he's got older. He's yeah. you know, embraced it fully. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. really grown into his kind of looks and quirkiness. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman's a, a bit of a zaddy, I would say, but I, I would say that ugly, sexy thing that he's got is quite interesting as well. And if we were looking to kind of have a, another ugly, sexy type guy in that role, maybe somebody like uh, like Vinnie Jones, maybe, or yeah, yeah. possibly Tim Roth, although I struggle with Tim Roth because I, I do quite often confuse Gary Oldman and Tim Roth. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna nominate Tim Roth as like the slightly more handsome Gary Oldman. Oh, were you? Okay. Yeah, just basically like I, like you, I don't sort of go, oh, Tim Roth, very handsome, but I'm like, he's one step up from Gary Oldman, I would say personally. But and it's just like if you're going to put anyone on the list, I would say put Tim Roth rather than Gary Oldman. But he, that might just be an ageist thing, where I think Tim Roth's probably ten years younger. Than, Is he? Uh, I, I, I assume so. I don't know. I'd put Tim Roth in. I think with all these things, you think you're probably thinking about Pulp Fiction, aren't you? Which is like twenty five years ago. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. You're yeah. always taking ten or fifteen years off these people's ages. Because no, I'm of... thinking of him as uh, Set Blatter in uh, that FIFA <laughs> film. Isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> Tim Roth was never hotter. <laughs> You must have thought it was white boy day. <laughs> yeah? It ain't white boy day, is it? Here's me and my sister Kezia counting down number 13 to number 11. All right, number 13, Noel Fielding. <gasps> you know what? I had a conversation with my friend the other day how he's weirdly hot. Because I've been watching loads of Bake Off. His personality is... I think that trumps his like weird face. <laughs> Ah, uh, so you're saying he has got a weird face? Because the lady said... Yeah, he does. 
She said his witty comments and his shirts are part of the reason. But isn't he like kind of like like his kind of the way he moves around? He's kind of uh, bouncy. Yeah. He's slim, isn't he? But he kind of looks like um like a bird. Not not like a woman bird, like a <laughs> like a crow. Okay, number twelve, Michael McIntyre. Uh, really? Well, I, he wears a I, suit. No. <laughs> I think he's funny. Yeah. I know. I feel like you don't. No. Uh, I've not. I find his voice so annoying. That I've not really. I've oh, not really that's one of my favourite parts. <laughs> but the point is, yeah. Let's focus on the sexy part because it's not. Oh, like, okay. No, not he's likey, not sexy. Is it funny? Funny. No. No, but you said it's based on personality too. Yeah, but the headline is the 13th. Okay, fine. Men. No, he's. I don't think he's sexy. Okay, fine. No. <laughs> right, number eleven, Gary Oldman. He's old. Yeah, he is too old, isn't he? And he's not a sexy old man. What like who? John Hodges. <laughs> 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 Ain't he dead? <laughs> yeah, yeah, rest in peace. Right, so at number 10, we've got a case where I don't think this is a true South Londoner and should probably be stricken, but let's say it anyway. Josh Lucy, he's a rugby player. Maybe it's Lucy, I don't know. He was born in Bromley, grew up in Hertfordshire, and he plays for London Wasps, I think, which is not even in London, it's in Coventry. Um, <laughs> so what do you think? Does he, does he just get stricken immediately? I'm afraid I struggled with this one as well. I mean... Setting aside his personal qualities, um, I did think that was a bit of a stretch that being born in Bromley and then I think to not even to London parents is Welsh parents, I think, according to Wikipedia, who then okay. carted him off to Hertfordshire as a toddler. Yeah. I think if that is a South <laughs> Londoner, then, you know, we're going to have some serious discussions as we as we go. Well, through I think we list. can all agree. Uh, he's certainly not South London hardcore, is he? I mean, that's, no. you know, no. if you're moving out as a toddler. Yeah, if he's a South Londoner, Vinnie Jones is a Welshman. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, to, to be fair to him, I mean, I of all the people on this list, um, I, I wasn't aware of him. I'm not a rugby fan. I didn't know I've him. never heard of him either, actually. He was the only person on the list for me that, yeah. He's certainly a looker. He's obviously got some great achievements. He's like done, you know, in his sport and in the military and, and stuff that he's done later. Um, and I don't know anything about his personality whatsoever. Uh, but I did slightly discount him, I'm afraid, which might be a bit unfair, just simply because it just seemed a stretch. And, you know, just to refer back to the intro, she does talk about born and bred. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. And born, yeah, bred, I don't know about that. I'd also like just to have a bit of a quibble against his uh, sort of achievements because although he is a successful sportsman, it's rugby in it, so it's not really proper sport. He's just good at pushing people and pulling people and not being pushed and pulled or something. I don't even know how rugby works. But I thought you were about to pull him up on his military service, Steve. There's that as well. I mean, I, I, I don't think being good in the British Army is as great an achievement as uh, Ellie... McIntosh, McKinnell, McKinnell. I mean, we will be coming on later to a, a couple of footballers, and uh, this uh, and this Josh is the is the only other sportsman who's not a footballer. And I just wondered if there'd be you had any thoughts about any other sports figures who might belong on this list because I had a couple. I had David Hay. Me too. I was looking, and again, I was thinking. Again, I don't think he's like conventionally handsome. 
in the sense of like a classical. But he certainly he's not far uh, off though, is he? No, not at all. Uh, he's and he's certainly an attractive man. You know, uh, yeah, because, he's got great. Know, he's got great style. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, the athleticism gives him a certain uh, heft to to himself. So yeah, I, I sort of had him floating around as a, a sort of like sports prospect. That you know, as I say, uh, for all my sort of doubts about putting on list, he's ahead of Michael McIntyre. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> No one's arguing with that, surely. Michael McIntyre's not arguing with that. The only other one I thought of as kind of a broadly the same generation, so uh, a kind of ex-sportsman, uh, would be Steve Backley, the javelin. Okay, who, yeah. Who is from uh, Bexley. Yeah, very, very strapping. Uh, still pretty strapping and, and still looks good. I mean, he's yeah. probably late 50s now. He had like sandy blonde hair, didn't he? He did, and he's now got a very good uh, head of uh, silver grey hair as well. Right, right. Because just thinking of him, as you said, the name there, uh, when I think of him, I think Olympian, and with that, there is a certain sort of, I can't remember specifically what he looked like, but I do think of him as looking sort of like, almost like a, a sort of classical beauty in that sense. You can imagine him in marble as a statue sort of thing, couldn't you? Exactly. He's sort of very, he's sort of handsome in a very kind of English kind of a way. At number nine... The writer describes uh, this person as, he may be 86, but that twinkle in his eye <laughs> means he definitely still deserves a place on the list. So she's saying there that he's, this is not the, this is not the fellow when he, was in, uh, when he was in his peak. This is him now, Michael Caine. This is why I wanted to have the full headline of the title, where she's like, the sexiest man from South London in 2020. And I'm like, what, well, right now, this is the Michael Caine you're choosing. So, but we probably we could probably do her a favour and sort of change the dial a little bit. I think we can we can sort of get, we cut her a little bit of slack on this one. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, because in every other way, I would say yes, he belongs here. He ticks the appearance box, he ticks the achievements box, and he, he ticks the personality box. Um, and even just even one person thinking you're sexy when you're nearly ninety. You know, yeah. God, yeah. God love him. You know, congratulations, Hall of Fame, yeah. South London. <laughs> I think he's the first name on this list where you can sort of go, yes, at some point in his life, this person was an undoubted international sex symbol. Yeah, was he? How handsome was he, Andrew? In say Alfie? Oh, very much, I would say. Mm. I, I mean, but it wasn't just the. Now, yeah, there's a charm, I, isn't it? There's about a star it, it, power. It's everything, yeah. That's mm. why I was slightly hesitating. It's the sort of the charm, the swagger, the, the you know, the glasses and the blonde hair and, you know, all of all of that. And, and also of that era as well of, you know, bringing a kind of real kind of spirit and whiff of South London to British movies was fantastic. And yeah, there yeah. weren't many people doing that at that time. I can't remember that French phrase you used earlier, Andrew, but when I was... Joie de vivre. <laughs> oh, the jolie lead. That's, that's the one. Beautiful, ugly. And I had a sort of, again, thinking around the list, um, not quite the same, but I, I when thinking about sort of Michael Caine and people of, of not quite that era, a little later, but um, like Dennis Waterman is someone I would not think of as you know, conventionally attractive, particularly handsome, but he was definitely a sex symbol in the 70s, wasn't he? If you think At about... the time, in the Sweeney, for sure, yeah. The Sweeney into... I mean, essentially, Minder 
was created as a vehicle for him to just seduce loads of women on a weekly basis. It happened to turn into one of the greatest comedies uh, of all time because of George Cole, but that's not what it was designed as. It was designed as a vehicle for, for people to sort of go, look at this guy who can like deal with problems and kiss women. Um, so I do think around that time in the sort of late 70s, early 80s, he was, and you know, we'd think of him now as an unlikely sex symbol, but he certainly was seen as that at the time, I think. Yeah. Here, you starting all over again. What about it if I am? Well, supposing the police was to come along? Let them come. The windows are all steamed up, the doors are locked. It's like a Turkish bath in here. Don't half make you thirsty. Here, watch your ring with my stockings. At number eight, we've got one of two footballers that made it to our uh, all-time South London eleven. Way back in episode five. It's Ian Wright. Now, this one... Uh, I'm assuming it's partly about charm, charisma. What else is it about, Andrew? I think it's also about vulnerability as well. Did you listen to his Desert Island Discs? I did listen to his Desert Island Discs, yeah. yeah. So I was partly thinking of Desert Island Discs, which was a fantastic listen and, uh, you know, a, he's a very, very interesting, very compelling guy. Uh, but also, I was also slightly thinking of um, his recent stint on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here as well, when the the general takeaway from that was that he didn't really uh, do himself a lot of favours. He was quite uh, difficult and he was quite angry. But what came out of that was him talking quite a lot about him recognising his anger and needing to work on that. And so he, he was a, a, a bit of a troublesome uh, presence on that uh, programme. But I think what came out of it was that he, he seemed to be somebody who, okay, I, I can see what I'm like and I'm going to work on that. And was also quite upfront about his demons, about his anger issues. And uh, I, th- I think that the result of that was uh, that he definitely belongs on this list. I would say as well, uh, still holding up pretty, pretty good now, but like as a sort of 25-year-old, 30-year-old footballer, he was a very attractive man, I would say. Like, you know, just and has that sense of style uh, as well. My only quibble about Ian Wright being on this list is not to do with Ian Wright being on this list, but how he's described on this list. Uh, There's a bit where the writer says uh, not only was like Ian Wright an incredible footballer, he uh, spent all of his professional career playing in London. And you're like, no, he didn't. (laughs) He went on loan to Forest Moves at West Ham. Then he went to Celtic. Then he went to Burnley. He didn't even play all of his professional career in England. He went to another country. So it's just that, again, that sort of fact-checking where, I mean, obviously his days at Burnley, Forest and Celtic were not his finest. But, you know, it's still factually incorrect to say he never played outside of his London in uh, his career. Particularly if your website's called My London. At number seven, we've got the ultimate Croydon crush, Stormzy. Now... This, I always assumed Stormzy was quite an unattractive guy. I don't want to end up in like a diss track escalating battle with Stormzy. <laughs> you he's, for a number he's of reasons. Do, he's doing diss tracks. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> but um, I always assumed he was... Obviously, he's in great shape, isn't it? As uh, like a lot of people are now, isn't it? People seem to do weightlifting. Uh, um, you know, like everyone does it now. But I always just assumed that was he didn't have the most beautiful face. Interesting you should say that because in my... Uh, you know, not not quite a spoiler, but I'll give this bit away now. In my reworked rankings of these people, I had Stormzy at number one. Well, 
heavy is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't go that far, but I did. Uh, I mean, the thing to point out is that, I mean, one thing to say that I think is worth mentioning is he is the youngest person on the list. Uh, uh, there is somebody else who is slightly older than him. He's only 26. And uh, most of the people on this list, interestingly, are significantly older. They're mostly in their 40s and 50s and as she's got saw, a type she likes a zaddy doesn't she yeah and i thought so I, that was quite interesting <laughs> um no i i wouldn't i wouldn't have said that stormzy is on the list despite his looks actually and it, even even his face i think there's something very uh i don't know what the word is really there's there's something very kind of like noble about him i suppose mm, yeah but mm. is partly to do with his attitude and maybe you yeah. can't really pull his looks out of that but um no i mean i i thought going back to the three criteria i thought well he looks fantastic he's certainly got plenty of achievements for you know a young person and uh he, you know he seems to have i mean personality is a bit of a, a kind of a woo-woo thing but he, he certainly seems to have uh, uh brought lots of aspects and interests to uh, his public life in a yeah, pretty big time, big time. admirable way i mean of course i mean there are there are things that he's done that haven't been so admirable, of course. I mean, there was all the kind of uh, the stuff he did. There was some bad behavior. There was, I think there was some tweets, wasn't there, when he was very young. He was only about 17, 18, and there was like, oh, yeah. some homophobic, yeah. homophobic tweets. But um, I actually made it my business to read his uh, apology for those, which is actually amazing. And it's a, yeah, proper, it's a proper... It's a real apology. apology. Yeah, which it's is not nice. just... Yeah, it's not just oh, I'm 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 sorry if you were offended. It's yeah. I'm sorry that I was so offensive and I was such an idiot. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've I've learned my lesson. I thought it was a fantastic apology. So you know, for some to for something that could actually bring somebody down in your estimation, it brought him right back up again. For me, I just wanted to uh, say as well, just going back to your point earlier about the sort of Gary Oldman uh, assessment, I think. I think one of the things where I've ranked Stormzy so highly, I think now that I think about it, as you say, you're assessing them in terms of their personality. I don't know uh, Stormzy. The only time I see Stormzy is when he's performing. And then you're being presented a very particular kind of Stormzy, aren't you? Like I'm seeing him in music videos where the lighting is designed to show him in a certain way, the camera's angled show him in a certain way. So it's almost like the, the image I have of him is that that's been crafted rather than knowing him as a guy walking down the street. So yeah, that's, that's probably swayed my opinion there. I think I'm probably, when I say his personality, I'm kind of perhaps thinking more of his values uh, uh, that maybe belong, maybe they straddle his achievements and his personality, but particularly, you know, the scholarships he's got in place for, uh, you know, widening participation in higher education, you know, that, you know, I just, I was just kind of checking lots of boxes for Stormzy. So if you thought the list were, had gotten better, I think this might be the point where it goes off a cliff. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Number six is <laughs> Hugh Bonneville. And do stop to Google him if you don't know what he looks like. He's from Blackheath. He's an actor in... Uh, I don't know what you say he's most famous for. I, you know, He's in both the Paddington films, which are like enormous international successes. Down to Nabby, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. Okay. Yeah, that was his sort of like breakout uh, thing. As you say, Paddington, obviously... 
because its film is international. Magic Downton Abbey is as well now. So Downton Abbey is probably his most famous thing. He was also in um, like 2012 and W1A, which were two series that I enjoyed. So if we can just put his achievements aside for a moment, <laughs> and what, I forget what the third the third one was, personality, and just in terms of sexiness. Yeah. I mean, it, number, it, it's wacky that he's at number six, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I I think this is either the writer or somebody in the office who she asked. This is their guilty crush. I think. Yeah, I think they've right. got in. I think they've got in with a vote of one, and it seemed like a fun and interesting <laughs> person to put in. And they realised he's from South London, so why not? I don't think this is based on any proper ranking. No, imagine if he listened to that, he'd be so upset, wouldn't he? <laughs> there's a, it's been a massive error. The website's probably been hacked. There's no, there's no other explanation. He'll be, he'll be going to sleep that night, just lying there thinking, a vote of one. I mean, that's like... <laughs> I think even even he would concede that he yeah. was slightly startled to find himself on this list. Yeah. Yeah, he'd have to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> But I think if we were wanting to have somebody in that kind of wheelhouse on the list who may be a kind of prestige actor, maybe a little bit posh or at least kind of prestigious, I, I do think there are some better options. And who are so, they? So, okay, my first one was uh, Richmond boy, Richard E. Grant. I, I thought he was from Swaziland. <laughs> he's as much South London as Josh Losey. Yeah. <laughs> he's, lived in, he's lived in Richmond for many years. Okay, moving on. Um, also, possibly uh, from Camberwell, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh, I, I didn't realise he was from South yeah, London. Yeah, I saw him. Oh, okay. I, I thought about putting him on this, but again, I don't really. I mean, he certainly is as uh, sexy as Hugh Bonneville, I would say, if not sexier. Yeah, and I think I think as an actor, uh, as his achievements, as I mean, perhaps he hasn't had them in the popular imagination. Um, I mean, the other one who doesn't fully belong, but I thought I'd bring him in anyway, uh, Dominic Cooper. I had Dominic Cooper as well, and I do think I think again going back to that thing of, I think my sort of concept of what a handsome man looks like is very much fixed in uh, Hollywood studios in in like nineteen forty seven or whatever and i do think dominic cooper like has that classical you know good looks that classical sort of handsomeness i, I would say if we were looking for a sort of vague pseudo posh uh sex symbol and this is going to sound weird again but i think we have to sort of again you know stretch our imaginations and think of it a bit more broadly but roger moore i mean obviously uh he's passed Dead. now which will count against him but um you know again just in terms of like if if we're putting michael Caine in based on his achievements in the 60s then you know roger moore was james bond he probably had more he's probably had more sex in hollywood films than any other actors ever lived doesn't he no actually probably (laughs) the guy from the window cleaning films Robert, was it Robert Asquith? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but listen, I've got one more shout out to you. This guy is dead, he's a dead, posh actor. Oliver Reed? Is there any Oliver Reed? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah if we're looking at dead actors, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we are. I, I hadn't actually gone down that particular road, but 
Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Oliver Reed, for sure. Here's me and Kezia counting down number 10 to number six. Number 10, we're probably covering this in the show, that he this doesn't count because he's not really from South London. Josh Lucy. I have no clue who that is. I sent you a picture of him earlier. He's the blonde rugby player. Oh, no, I said look him up. Oh, I, oh no, I don't like rugby players. They've got big faces. Yeah. Yeah, it just goes straight into their shoulders. Yeah, he's not. He, yeah, he's not sexy at all. Okay, number nine, Michael Caine. Yeah, so I googled him from when he was young, and he was he was sexy when he was young. He's not now, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, he was. Uh, but he sw- used to be. Suave. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, number eight, Ian Wright. Uh, nah. Nah, he's got a little bit of a twinkle though. Um, sure. <laughs> He's not my type. He's the, he's the sexiest Ian Wright you've ever known. <laughs> it's funny because that's the only one I was thinking of and it took me a while. Okay, number seven, Stormzy. Yeah, I think he's, yeah. You think he's good looking? Yeah, I do. Do you? Doesn't he have nice teeth? I like nice teeth. <laughs> right, number six, Hugh Bonneville. Oh, yeah, no. That's the one that I looked up. I thought he looked like Colin Firth a bit. Yeah, but Colin Firth actually is handsome, isn't it? Yeah, this man's face was quite big. Like big Hugh cheeks. Bonneville, never mind, he's he's probably like he's probably like late forties, but he sort of looks fifties. And but back in the day he would have played like Colin Firth's chubby friend. Wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who is he? An actor? Yeah, he's the dad in Paddington. Um and he's in he's in stuff. If you ask me, it's absolutely crackers. So we go from Hugh Bonneville. We really go from the ridiculous to the sublime. Again, no offence, Hugh, if you are listening. (laughs) But, I mean, number five, we've got a guy who I think you'd have to put him in the top two of of the people on this list. It's Jason Statham. Yeah. He was my number two in my rework list. Yeah, I think we do struggle, though, with the whole born and bred in South London. Oh, it's from Herne Hill. You tell me, tell me more, Andrew. Well, from what I can see, she conveniently forgets to mention where he was born and bred, and just that he oh, lives in uh, <laughs> he lives in Forest Hill with his wife. But from what I can figure out, yeah, he's he certainly was from the Midlands, and I think he just moved here. So, oh, I thought he was. I had him very firmly down as being from South London. I've done a quick Google. Um, and I reckon he might have come here as a at about eleven, maybe. So I think in that case we'll let we'll probably let. No, I reckon we could let him in if you come here when 11? you're a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I've got I've got someone to bring up later who came in. <laughs> oh, in that case, I owe him an apology. I I only had him moving here uh, as an adult. So. No, I could be. I might be wrong here. Jason, if you're listening, to you if you're listening and you know Jason, please. Uh... <laughs> Get him to clarify. I would say, I would say, I would, I would be happy to sort of move past the strictly born thing. I'd say you'd have to go through the school system in South London to count as. He, he did, uh, you know, he was like a national champion diver. Do you know that? Yeah, in, he was in the Olympics, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, Commonwealth Games. Oh, Commonwealth Games. Yeah. yeah okay. um, and he trained at Crystal Palace. Come on, Steve. All right. I mean, he was number two in my list. So. But I mean, I've heard. I say, for example, I've never heard anyone lust after Michael McIntyre, but I've, I've heard <laughs> women make noises when they've seen Jason Statham. You know, he was was he married to Kelly Brook or he went out yeah. with Kelly Brook? 
married. married to her. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, that's... They, they used to live together in Laurie Park Road. <laughs> so, but Andrew, say we let him in for his South London credentials. He's, he's a good-looking fellow, right? He's absolutely a very good-looking fellow. Mm. He's, uh, yeah. he's an extremely handsome man. Uh, he has... Uh, stretched his talent a very long way. <laughs> done very well. He knows what he's good at. He knows what well, he's he good at. He absolutely does, and that's what that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't say that with any shade whatsoever. No. I say that with no. a bit, with uh, admiration. No, I think he's uh, I think he absolutely belongs on the list for uh, achievements and uh, appearance. Uh, he clearly has a, a forceful personality to you know to put together the career and the life and the uh you know the personal life that he has so i wouldn't begrudge him a moment being in the top five i did have another somebody who could not who is really a substitute for jason statham but interesting that they weren't in uh just because i always bracket them together and that's jason fleming oh yeah he's he's uh he once sat in front of me uh i went to see uh Curious case of Benjamin Button, in which he plays Brad Pitt's dad, and he was sitting in front of me at the BFI. It was with a David Fincher Q and A afterwards. Um, he's he's a good looking guy, isn't he? Yeah, I mean he's 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 up there with the the ugly the ugly sexy or the jolly red, and he's got that <laughs> he's got that real sort of bony face that mm. you know, and his looks are kind of greater than the sum of their parts, really. I suppose so. It, you know, he uh, he certainly makes a, a very a good impression. And from Wandsworth. Great, let's get him on. If again, if Hugh, if you're listening, you know Jason Statham or <laughs> Jason Fleming. <laughs> uh, at number four, we've got Peckham's Rio Ferdinand. He was in our all-time South London eleven with Ian Wright back in episode five. Um, you may have seen a photograph of me trying to interview him. Well, more accurately, it's the seconds after he uh, turns down my interview request. Uh, he didn't want to be on forward the Hamlet um, and. I thought this was a bit of a a shocking inclusion. Is that because of your uh, your response to seeing him in person and your personal opinion of his looks? Slightly, but going back to the Statham situation, I've never heard anyone go, "Oh, you know who's really beautiful? you know who's gorgeous, gorgeous fella, that Rio Ferdinand." <laughs> no, you're right. It's true, and that was that certainly was my conclusion from uh, the people I spoke to. And and actually, uh, people were quite unkind about him when I w- was I was asking about his inclusion on this list. Somebody said that uh, he seems dodgy. Somebody was making fun of his speech impediment. You know, people were being quite, you know, not very nice about uh, Rio Ferdinand. He's got um, in the in the article. She says that uh, he seems like such a nice guy. He's had some very difficult personal circumstances, hasn't he? Um, and that has obviously shown him in a different light. There was a documentary about him raising his kids alone now, wasn't there? But I don't know if he's that nice of a guy. Again, it's simple. Rio, would you just say a few words before the Hamlet? <laughs> no, I'm all right. After I'd bigged him up. I would say uh, he's the most handsome of the Ferdinand brothers. I don't know if, I, if you could say that with much confidence, Steve. No, I'm not saying with any confidence at all. Yeah, <laughs> even as I say it, I'm not sure. But yeah, no, I I would I would concur with what's been said so far. I, I don't think of him as particularly uh, attractive. No, and and I mean, having praised Ian Wright for having a sort of vulnerability, 
um, I, you know, I, I've, I've got to be fair to Rio Ferdinando, obviously has, you know, had some uh, hard times as well and, ha and does in some ways have that vulnerability. But I think if I'm comparing him with Ian Wright, I mean, I think the thing about Ian Wright is that he has shown good judgment about things. Whereas the more, I don't know a great deal about Rio Ferdinand other than, you know, his success in football, but looking at about his life, he just appears to have not had very good judgment sometimes. And, um, and, and Jack, you were saying earlier about thinking, oh, is this person a catch? And I think if you are, especially if uh, you are looking at somebody as being you know your your partner or somebody who you are dating what you're looking for is good judgment about things and I, you know just reading about you know even that he said oh i've never voted and just things like that that just i don't like and uh you know he's he doesn't really seems seem to be very kind <laughs> you know he just yeah. doesn't seem to be a, a particularly nice guy 81 caps though <laughs> he was brilliant. He was so and good. And was the world's most expensive defender for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So at number three, we've got another Peckham boy. A star of Attack the Block, which we once covered, and now much bigger, Star Wars and Star Wars 3 or whatever, 4, 5. <laughs> All the Star Wars films. John Boyega. John Boyega. I like the fact that of all the Star Wars films you name there, he's not in any of them. Because three's Return of the Jedi, four is New Hope. And... Yeah, I knew what he said. He's in seven, eight, nine, and he. I've just been uh, childish. <laughs> but um, you know, when I mentioned when I uh, talked to my sister, and as I say, I can't quite remember her reactions to everyone. But this was the one where she was most positive. Yeah, I was positive on this one. Yeah, I think that's universal. I can't mm. think of anybody who wouldn't like John Boyega. He's really got a kind of smile that lights up the room, hasn't he? That sort of stars really. True movie stars that you know, he's got that movie star magic, hasn't he? Like we were saying about yeah, Michael Caine, very, very charismatic, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And very, you know, even going back to our trivial little uh, three qualities the, the personality, the achievements, and the appearance I would say, you know, he knocks each one out of the park. I'd say top marks for all three, extra marks for uh, absolutely switching on the Star Wars fan base the day after your contract expired as well. I mean, that was. That was that was quite the quite the sight. Brilliant. Yeah, I think I think maybe linked to what you were saying that about him having this kind of star quality. There's something that's very kind of relaxed and mature about mm -hmm. him. Even though I mean he he is the second youngest person on the list. He's not yet thirty, but there's something very kind of you know like relaxed and comfortable in his physicality about him. That is that makes him, uh, as well as being objectively handsome, makes him very kind of uh, magnetic and attractive. I would say. I think another thing about Boyega is that he is very um, he's very clever with his image as well, and in quite a, a compelling way. I mean, you know, he's very he knows that he is good looking, and but but he's very ha happy to sort of send himself up. He's done some quite funny stuff, which is kind of playing against his good looks and his, and his, uh, um, his, his roles. He did the thing, you know, with, uh, with James Corden, where they did the, the parody of the Brandy and Monica, the Boyega is mine. I don't know if you saw that. They did. No, I never saw it. No. It was pretty funny. It I was, don't watch um, uh, James Corden clips. It was, 
it was James Corden and who's the guy who was the lead in uh, Transparent before he was... Oh, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, so it was quite a peculiar sketch. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it was a, Sounds a like parody, it. parody of The Boy Is Mine with uh, James Corden and um, uh, Jeffrey Tambor as Brandy and Monica. Oh, well, look at that. Look at that. It, it was good, and Boyega was clearly having the time of his life, and you know, really enjoying it. He does seem to be one of those people that sort of appreciates the opportunities that fame gives him, and just embraces it. You know, doesn't sort of doesn't seem to be the sort of person that would sort of go, "Oh, I can't believe I've got to do this. I've got to do that." He'd be like, "Yeah, what I've got to do now? I've got to go and see, you know, uh, fifteen uh, thousand screaming kids outside." Thinking, yeah, I'll go and wave at them. Sure. Yeah, take note, Rio Ferdinand. And he, he, of course, he took he took Harrison Ford for Nigerian food. At... Yes, yes, he did. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Suya and lamb snails with uh, Harrison Ford. I think he's got a strong tradition of uh, bringing his Hollywood mates to London and taking them to places round sort of Peckham and Woolworth to sort of uh, show them around the place, which is great. I was uh, walking home from primary school at the time. And this dude saw me talking to his girl. Yeah. And uh, he decided to just slap me in the face. Oh. <laughs> he slapped me in the face. It, 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 was, it was square on. And I, and I can't lie, I didn't recover from that. Number two is Louis Farouk. No, not much of an introduction needed, is there, really? I've just read his autobiography. Um, he was, uh, grew, uh, grew up in Catford and then uh, Wandsworth, so like fully South London. Um, I said on the most recent show that since Bowie died... Louis Farouk's my number one fantasy guest now. I mean, Andrew, you were number two. You've been on the show now, so that's all been <laughs> sorted. Um, but does he belong here this high? And I think he does. I really do yeah. think he does. Oh, great! I personally think he does, but also, um, you know, my uh, unscientific survey panel. were all very, very positive about about right. Louis Farouk, and I think it's. I think it's what they were trying to say uh, way down at the bottom of the list with, um, uh, with what's his name? Noel Fielding. Noel Fielding, yeah, um, <laughs> which Louis really does do. So he's got the kind of the balance of the intellect and the kind of lightness as well, the silliness. And also he's clearly very bright and clever, but he's also very fun as well. So I just think if you're looking at, you know, somebody you'd want to you know, go out on a date with, you, yeah. You're looking. You're looking for somebody like that. If he also looks great, which Louis Theroux always has and still does, uh, uh, even better. And imagine marrying into that family. Yeah. <laughs> Your father-in-law's Paul Theroux. I mean, his cousin. <laughs> it's his cousin, isn't it, Justin Theroux? I mean, Justin he's a beautiful Theroux, yeah. guy, isn't he? Yeah, and he's yeah. with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Also, I think Louis Theroux uh, has aged particularly well. Like from what I've seen in terms of recent photographs, he doesn't look that dissimilar from, you know, the Louis Theroux that broke out on Weird Weekends all those years ago, or wherever his first show was. Yeah, Weird Weekends. I've only just got into Louis Theroux in the last sort of two or three years. And, you know, some of the stuff I'm watching is from, like, 1999, so it is, like, I'm very late to the party. But, I mean, if anyone's listening who's not watched his stuff, obviously most... It's sort of gotten heavier as the years have gone on. I don't know about heavier because I've not seen it all, but you know, it deals with some very weighty subjects. But if you go back and at least start with those weird weekends and stuff, Lou Ferru meets and whatnot. I mean, they're so entertaining. He's just like such a joy to watch, isn't he? Such a charming guy. Amazing, amazing. And 
I mean, I know we, and I absolutely think he belongs on this list as high as he is. I, I think 100%. But I also was was thinking, you know, if if we are bringing in a substitute for for everybody, for me, the only other person I could think of that brings together that kind of uh, high culture and low culture and the erudition and the foolishness would be, and you might not be expecting this, would be some, would be uh, Jules Holland. <laughs> I wasn't in space in that. Wow. It's partly because of the voice, Andrew. Yes, I think so. But also there's something very sort of Renaissance man about Jules Holland. And yeah, like yeah. Louis, Thoreau, I think one of the things that has made Louis Theroux such a star and, and such a success is that he will fit in everywhere. You know, he doesn't, it, he can be within people from any part of society, any country, any social class, any social type, and he will fit in and he will be, he will belong and make a good job of being with those people. Yeah. And I, I see Jules Holland in the same way, but maybe in more in the kind of within his industry anyway, of, of really fitting in anywhere. I think with Lou Fru as well, it's almost a thing of like almost not fitting in equally everywhere yeah do you know what I mean rather than he, he rather than he's like a, a social comedian he's very much Louis Theroux in every situation but that always works and there is there's a consistency to him that you can sort of rely on and that, I think that sort of is very uh attractive and charismatic as well you feel he's always being true to himself even when he's put in some you know horrific situations in in some cases there's that um bit where he's talking to neo-nazis and they're demanding to know if he's Jewish and he's like it's not important nothing I want to talk about now and it's you know a horrific situation to be uh in you know obviously he's got you know a camera crew and people around him but even then you know he's very much you know you'd imagine out of his depth and out of his comfort zone but he holds himself together uh, incredibly well for a moment the idea of a world in which the currency of sex and love was more free-flowing made a tiny bit of sense. So along the list, there's times where we've gone, yeah, fair enough, and times where it's been outrageous, <laughs> isn't it? What is good is that when they've got to number one, they've not messed about. They've gone for a genuinely handsome guy, Jude Law. Andrew, do you want to uh, give us the verdict? I hate to kind of spoil the party, but I must, I, I was slightly disappointed with number one, not because he's not handsome and not because he's um, a good actor and seems a sound person, but because of the, the great variety in this list, some of which I've been a little satirical about, it was very, very slightly disappointing for me to, to have what felt like a quite basic number one yeah too obvious <laughs> yeah yeah which is not really very fair because he does check all the boxes and mm. should be high on the list but i think having you know having come straight after louis theroux and john boyega who to me seems so much more um full of uh kind of like wealth of personality and having many many different facets to them and qualities that they could bring to a situation i think to finish with somebody who is undoubtedly great looking and good at what he does i'm just not 100 percent sure he belongs at number one now it feels a little bit i'm going to sort of make a counterpoint to this in just a moment but it feels like a, a choice from 
20 years ago. Whereas, yeah. obviously, I mean, John Boyega was a child. Um, but John Boyega <laughs> feels like a very now choice. Um, yeah. And so does Louis Ferru in a way. Um, and it's certainly Hugh Bonneville. Uh, but <laughs> but did, did you see did you see the recent photo of Jude Law in the white swimming trunks? I didn't. So <laughs> Google image right now. Yeah. <laughs> so this is from uh, this is from last year. So he was, I think it was forty six at the time. So it sort, of, it sort of made some headlines in the in those sections of the paper. Um, but you know, he was looking quite a uh, was quite a striking image. He's, He's obviously like a very attractive man. He's forty seven now. Forty-seven, right? Okay. Mm. Um, I just want to say that um, he's in the Young Pope from a couple of years ago, which I thought was just like one of the, my favourite TV shows, maybe ever. It's so good. Um, I just want to throw out a little recommendation. And interestingly, as I sort of alluded to earlier, he also played Alfie as Michael Caine did. Oh, not, yes, he yeah, did. not as success. Good. It's sort of forgotten completely, <laughs> isn't it? But yeah, um, not not as not as good. Yeah, and I, I mean, maybe that's why I'm a, a, a little bit kind of. Um... Um, ambivalent about him being at number one because I don't know a great deal about his career. I mean, I know what he looks like and he looks great and I know that he is a successful actor, but I can't off the top of my head think of what, of what I might have seen him in. I did see him once at the theatre when he was very young, about tw- 25 years ago at the Hampstead Theatre, but for some reason his his movies have, have passed me by, so that's maybe why um, I'm, you know, it, it, it wasn't something that it was. It wasn't a crescendo for me to have uh, Jude Law at number one. And did you see the picture just then, Andrew? No, I didn't actually. <laughs> What's your I'll Twitter say, actually? I'll so save people it, can I'll find save out it what you later. <laughs> now, as a heat-seeking bachelor, I have to live by some very simple rules. Alfie Elkin's credo or philosophy, which is probably best summed up by the only advice my father ever gave me. He said, "Son." Whenever you meet a beautiful woman, just remember, somewhere there's a bloke who's sick of shagging her. So I thought there were a couple of massive omissions here. Uh, one of them, it sounds like I might have to fight for his self-funding credentials. But let's start with an obvious one. All the way from Barnes, Robert Pattinson. Yes, I, I was going to mention Robert Pattinson, uh, mostly because um, he does seem to very often appear on other lists of the most handsome mm. men in the world or in Hollywood. So it did, and I think the last one I looked at, I think he might have even been number one, I think. He's certainly usually up there with like Brad Pitt and Bradley Cooper and, and folks like that. And uh, yeah, so it does seem slightly perverse that he's not in the South London specific list. I mean, I guess she just probably missed, she probably just didn't realise, did she? But I mean, look, you know, the chiselled face, those piercing eyes... Uh, there's a Harley Street doctor, uh, Dr. Julian De Silva, who named him the uh, scientifically the most handsome man in the world. That was uh, <laughs> earlier this year, um, mathematically. But, you know, again, I, I know, like, you know, my sister's like, she's like, oh, no, he would, he's easily number one out of these guys. <laughs> but, you know. Um, and the other one is, you know, he wasn't born in South London, but he grew up here, man. That's enough for me, man. He grew up in East Sheen. <laughs> we did an episode on it, Steve. Tom Hardy grew up in East Sheen. Oh, right. Oh, okay. I did think about him, but I didn't. I must have missed that he had that South London connection. But he's a, I mean, uh, you know, I'm a straight man, so I'm always dubious about, you know, like in the 90s, people used to go, oh, do you know who's beautiful? Gillian Anderson. Women would say it. 
And I'd go, really? And it's like, the lady from Will and Grace, people would be like, oh, she's the most beautiful woman on the place. Like, are you serious? So I'm very, like, <laughs> reluctant to go, oh, do you know who's a handsome guy? But I mean, Tom, Tom Hardy, like, the lips. Uh, I don't think there's, any, there's no, I don't think there's any question. I don't think you're a human if you don't think he's a handsome guy. Yeah. I've got a couple of uh, nominations, but we can bundle them into one quite easily because uh, I would say Bross... If you're making a list, again, that thing of like, you know, at the time when Bross broke, those guys were just incredible, uh, you know, teen heartthrob sex symbols. And even now, you know, one of them's like got a residency at Vegas and, you know, they, you know, they've clearly aged not too badly, haven't they? Yeah. Who's the hot one in Bross, Andrew? <laughs> Craig. <laughs> Back in the day, I would have said neither. I didn't really get that oh, really? at all. Okay. No, but no, I'm afraid Bross wouldn't make my list. When those lights go down on the Kudos Arena, we want you guys to get goosebumps and just like let your like lose your minds. We really want to create something special for you guys. Jack, earlier on, you were you were joking about Clement Attlee, but um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but have you seen his nudes? <laughs> <laughs> but actually. <laughs> It is quite interesting that there isn't anybody on... I mean, everybody is in um, kind of entertainment or sport, from what mm. I can see. Um, and it is, it is a shame that there isn't anybody from any other areas of public life. I wonder yeah. if that does sort of tie in with what I was saying earlier about how people are presented to us visually in culture. Like, you know, yeah. athletes and musicians and actors are all presented to us in a very particular way and doing very particular things. Yeah, but so, you also get the work, don't you? I mean, if you're good looking, your sort of yeah. band's more likely to do uh, do well, I think. But the the other thing was for for me as well. It was quite. I, it was a shame that there wasn't anybody on the list who was who identified as a, a as part of the LGBT community. So with yeah, that point, plus yeah. the politician thing, I wondered about uh, an honourable mention for Brian Paddock. He ran for mayor, didn't he? Yeah, he ran for mayor. He got about 10% of the votes for mayor for the Lib Dems. He was, the, for many years, the most senior gay police officer and is still in public life. And I can confirm he looks great because I've seen him in my local newsagents on the Borough High Street. <laughs> His old stamping grounds were Ballam, Tootingbeck and Mitcham. So I think if you're looking at achievements, he's got them. I mean, he's... Uh, he's been a, made a life peer for his work with the police, and he did okay as uh, in running for London mayor. Um, his appearance, he looks good. His personality, I mean, he he must have had a pretty forceful personality to do what he did. Yeah. And it was quite nice to, for have an honourable mention of uh, a, a gay guy on the list, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Here's me and Kezia counting down from five to one and talking about some omissions. We also talk about our brother-in-law, Darren, who you probably don't know. All right, now we're getting into it, right? Number five, number five, Jason Statham. Oh, yeah. Also, he's like Anna's type, isn't he? He's like Darren, sort of sexy. <laughs> yeah. No offence to Darren, but I feel like he's better looking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get well, no, why people think the, he's uh, sexy. Darren has the dimples as well, doesn't he, actually? Does he? Yeah, Darren and uh, Jason Statham. Which one of them was in Crank? That was Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now there's another joke one in there. Yeah, another joke one. Number four, Rio Ferdinand. 
Yeah, is he ugly? I can't think of his face. I feel like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Rio Ferdinand. Oh, yeah, no, he's got that weird, like, mouth that's like, like a wibbly lion mouth. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, squiggle, squiggle. <laughs> squiggle mouth. Okay, number three, John Boyega. Yeah, he's, he is sexy. <laughs> he, he's got a really nice, um, smile. Yeah, yeah, he lights up a room, doesn't it? And he's quite fit, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he seems, he seems like a nice boy. All actors are fit now. He does, actually, yeah. All um, actors are fit now, except uh, Jonah Hill. He's fit now. Is he? Well, he's fitter, fitter. Okay, number two, Louis Theroux. No. <laughs> he's not He's not even good looking, I don't think. Do you yeah. think? <laughs> uh, when you look at pictures he, when he's younger, he's got like floppy hair and big round glasses and he can't really dress himself that well. You know, he's really, the thing is, he's like, no, he's really like, char- he's just so charming. He's just so likeable. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't find him attractive. Number one, according to mylondon.news, Jude Law. You know what? Yeah, like 10 years ago. Yeah, but I don't that, care about him now. Did you see that picture of him getting out of, out of the sea in white trunks? Was it gross or nice? No, people were like, <laughs> people were like, oh, boy, like teenagers. Let need himself to watch go. Out, yeah, because he's like, oh, yeah, and he's so bop. Oh. Talk like that, but... No. Yeah, well, he's... yeah, no, he's he's still hot, I guess. Isn't he going bald? I don't know. Yeah, he's very he's he's uh his his hairline is uh has gone back a bit. So these these are some people that weren't on the list, yeah. Robert Pattinson is not on the oh, list. They obviously is didn't realise. South London. Yeah, he's from Barnes. Okay, he's the hottest one yeah. in the world. <laughs> it's obviously him in it. They she obviously didn't realise, I think, when she was writing the article. Oh, I didn't know that and I thought I knew about him. So he's probably number one, right? But listen. Well, name some more and I'll tell you. So grew up in East Sheen, which we did an episode on. Tom Hardy. Is he the one with the lips? Yeah, he's the pouty yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess one of them from Busted is from South London, isn't it? You like Busted, right? What's Matt. Yeah. Yeah, he was my favourite. He's not hot now, though. Uh, yeah, but, but I mean, he's, he's hotter than Michael Caine, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but when when I was a teenager, I thought he was the hottest person in the world. When I was, go. like, 13. And now you think Robert Pattinson is, and they're both from South Oh, London. yeah. Well, yeah. I've loved Robert Pattinson since Harry Potter. Oh, I've loved him since... Uh... Good time. Good time, yeah. <laughs> I, I put that on my, um, my uh, list on... Netflix. Yeah, as all our listeners should. All right, Kezia, thanks for joining us on the programme today. <laughs> Please stay in touch. Please stay safe. In, <laughs> in, you're in, and you're in Canada now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. So if you ever go to Ontario, yeah, Ontario for the day, I and mean, it's obviously like, it's like further away than the whole length of Britain from where you are, isn't it, Vancouver? Yeah. But if you ever go there, just pop into South London, just take a little picture, because there's a place called London in Ontario, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So just take a little picture by a sign or something. At, tweet oh, us right. at SLHC. And what's, tell us about your art Instagram, so people can follow. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll do it. I'll do it in the other bit. You, you do it. Yeah, yeah, you do it. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. All right, bye. 
MyLondon.News have had their say on the sexiest guys in South London. We've had ours, and now it's time for you to have yours. If you visit twitter.com slash slhc, we will be running the World Cup of South London guys. 32 South Londoners, all of those on the list, plus the honourable mentions, and a couple of others we didn't mention. Naveen Andrews, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Daniel Day-Lewis, for example... As I said, you can find that at SLHC. I'm at Jack McInroy. Steve is at Vince Wales. And Andrew is at Andrew underscore Humphrey. Let us know what you thought of our choices and vote in our tournament. I'd like to thank Andrew and Kezia for coming on the show. You can follow Kezia on Instagram at Kezia Art. She's a graduate of Campbell College of Art. So you'll definitely want to do that. See you on Twitter. Vote early and vote often. Mm-hmm.